What's up, what's up? Welcome back to the 20th episode of Cinematic Minds. On this episode, we'll be discussing the 2015 film Focus, which is our last installment on our series focusing on Will Smith's career. And this is also our last episode of our second season. We'll then also take a deep dive into the career of, oh man, Adrian Martinez. So first, our usual quick announcement before we get started. This podcast is a spoiler zone podcast in which we'll discuss the entire plot of the film. All right, let's get started. For those of you who have listened to the first 19 episodes, we thank you for returning. For those of you who are listening for the very first time, we hope you enjoy the ride. So sit back and relax. But first, listen to these cool sounds provided by our musical curator, my bruh, DJ Chuck D. anyone of anything. I once convinced a man that an empty warehouse was the Federal Reserve. So I'm good. You're Nikki Spurgeon. They call you the best inside man there's ever been. There's a science to getting people to trust you and then move in for the kill. I want it. I touch you here. I steal from here. I tap you here. I steal from here. I step to here and I'm going to slap my face right here. Why? You would if you knew where my hand was. So back in. All right, now. Uh, we listened to DJ Chuck D's music. Um, <laughs> we are here to discuss the, the 2015 film Focus. I got to be honest. I really enjoyed this film. I ain't seen it in a while. Um, why do we want to discuss this? Uh, I, 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 maybe I'll go into to some of the initials um, once we discuss my initial uh, experience with it. But if I want to give a quick uh, description from imdb on the plot which i thought was pretty succinct nikki spurgeon played by will smith is an extremely accomplished con man who takes amateur con artist jess played by margaret roby under his wing nikki and jess become romantically involved and with nikki's profession of being a liar and a cheating for a living and a cheater for a living he realizes that deception and love are things that don't go together they split only to see each other three years later and things get messy. Um, before we go into some of the feedback, the cast we have is, uh, of course, Will Smith as Nikki. Um, he's actually going to be playing Nikki Barnes in a film that's going to be coming on out here soon. So Nikki Barnes, Harlem Gangster, Margot Robbie, Rodrigo Santoro, Adrian Martinez, Gerald McCraney, uh, and B.D. Wong. Those are the ones that I want to call out because I really enjoyed B.D. Wong as well. I like B.D. Wong. Yeah. I mean, B.D. Wong is like my, like, I'm always excited when I see his name. For real? For real? Yeah. I know that, man. All right, cool. He yeah. has paved the way for Asian doctors and Law & Order SVU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, like, 
I'm right there with you, man. I know I didn't know he was on the BD Wong high, right? So yeah. all right, this, I think part of it is just his name is great. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> actually, I, I, heard, I, I actually like his uh, versatility. So I've seen him in like, I mean, I think this role is very different than like his Law and Order role, right? So I like that versatility, right? All right, uh, this movie was refil- released on February 27th, 2015. It was filmed in Buenos Aires, Argentina, which I thought looked beautiful. New Orleans, Louisiana, which I thought looked great as well and fun. And New York City, uh, New York, which I think was at the beginning. A little bit surprised to see the numbers on this. The budget was 50 mil. <laughs> it grossed uh, 53 million Dang. in the U.S. Yeah, I got to be honest. For real? That sounds like a flop to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but worldwide, it grossed 158. I hate to say it. I, I gotta be honest though. You pay 50 mil and then worldwide you still only got 150 mil, especially if you read the world um the Will Smith book. I think that's just short of being a flop. But hey, I love it. You know what I mean? But uh I guess that's why we've seen focus too. What did what did Will Smith say about it? Was he like, Oh, I consider this a commercial successful he, no, or no that's cool that you asked that thanks for asking so he didn't bring up focus in particular but he did make a big deal of this he was like yo bro check it on out 10 years in a row 100 million dollar movie each year he was like and he, he was very profitable on that he was like i had a 10-year run 1997 to 2007 and what was happening each year i'm having a number one movie coming on out and it's going to make 100 million dollars 10 years in a row right and he was killing with that and so what he brought up is he got but at a certain point he wasn't being satisfied so he was like all right i am legend he actually brought that up as a reference like all right i am legend came on out and he was talking to his boy jay he was talking to his manager and his manager would be like all right what was the opening weekend and his manager would be like all right 53 mil and will smith would be upset that it wasn't 60 mil right and so he was kind of like looking at it as a point it was like hey man you know what I, w- I was getting too hungry i was getting too greedy I was chasing the numbers too much. Maybe I needed to focus on Will and what makes Will happy as opposed to chasing these numbers and these outside sources, right? Uh Um, But yeah, he didn't bring up focus at all. (laughs) Or I am legend. (laughs) Uh, So with that- uh, He didn't bring up I am legend because he was mad that it didn't make 60. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you listen. You listening to me? Yeah, he did. He, he, he brought up I am legend. You're right. <laughs> uh <laughs> so with that i kind of given a lot of the intros uh who would like to start off with kind of given uh what their first experience was i want to start this time malcolm you'd be starting first a lot so i jumped right. the gun quicker man you snooze you lose yeah. okay <laughs> well i want to start this one because i feel like based on your like your previous commentary on focus and even like your interest in what's up time out yeah, hey, Dio, just want to also wish you congratulations on becoming a father and welcoming your son Stokely into the yes. world. So it's the first one. Uh, just want to do a quick, and we can cut that out if we need to, but just want to wish you congratulations. No, no, yeah, no, thank you so much. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, and it's been great because, like, this movie actually was like a, this movie's definitely been based around this new, this is the first movie of the podcast that I've, like, watched as a new father. And, you know, like, one thing that I loved was my wife was like, all right, Theo, I know you've always wanted a TV in the room. Now that we're going to have Stoke, we're going to have the baby. We're going to have to, um, I'm going to be in the room a lot laid up. 
and I'm going to want to watch TV too. So let's get a TV. And I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I got like a, she gave me like $200 in cash. She got from like a vending machine at her job. <laughs> and I went and to Target and got like a Roku TV on sale for like 250 bucks. And like, Wait, had you the- just said you came from Target. That was, that you just picked up? No, that was, oh, okay. that was another Target. I'm making a lot of Target trips right now. <laughs> um, but this one, this was a couple weeks ago. And I got this, this Roku TV uh made the the guy had to pay count it out in cash which was already awkward as hell but got home got hung up and then my homie came over he's like oh yo i got a roku tv and here's how you can like do the bluetooth headphones with the roku tv app so now i've been in the room watching movies baby sleep on sleep able to watch a whole movie, not bother them with the Bluetooth headphones, all right? Nice. So that's been dope, especially with this movie, because Anj, the whole movie, she just kept, she was up, but she was like, no, nah, that's cool. You can keep those headphones on. I'm good. But then she would look and be like, all right, turn the headphones off. And then I turn the headphones off. And then like 20 minutes later, she'd be like, all right, you can put the headphones back on. And just went on and on like that. Because this movie is like, I want to enjoy it, and I'm like, I'll get in the groove. And I'm like, that was a pretty cool scene. And I'm like, this is, and then I'll see another scene. And I'm like, this is stupid as fuck. Where am I? <laughs> and that's, that's like, yeah. That, so that's my, that's my, my, basically, I love that, I love that encapsulates that. my take on this movie. Um, peppered in a couple of cool scenes, but as a whole, um, not, not one of my favorite uh, Will Smith movies. Um, God. I don't know. Like, I think for me, we can talk about the casting more or whatever later, but like, I think, I don't think that this role was for him or <laughs> something. Something was off. Cause I was just like, things didn't make sense. One straight out the gate, his wig game or hair or whatever they had on him, his hair piece <laughs> was just distracting. I was like, this doesn't look cool at all. <laughs> it's like, I, had, it's like, had, like the, the age dry hitch hair. Yeah, and that's the thing. And it was like, and that's whenever I first took the headphones off so my wife could watch it. She was like, oh, right, that's why I don't like this movie. It's like he's narrating, he's he's like basically like hitch. I was like, oh yeah, it does got a hitch vibe, but then it's got this I'm a schemer vibe too. So it's like hitch mixed with six degrees of separation somehow. Like those had a baby. Like he's like, I'm a scammer, but I'm gonna tell you about the scam. And then it'll have these montage, like it had those montage moments. So it's like kind of like uh Ocean's Eleven or whatever. Yeah. It's like here's what we're gonna do. But it's like (laughs) it's not cool theft. It's like we're just going to steal wallets and phones from people at a parade. But it's like it's really well orchestrated. It's like all of this manpower and thought and infrastructure that went into this stealing wallets and watches, like. Con? Yeah, the Super Bowl bet B one. Right. That was cool. I mean, that was that cool. was a great scene. Yeah. That was a great scene. That was like cool. But that one, was just one. Yeah. that makes sense. But like to have me like, yeah, we go out to New Orleans. There's a whole group of people. It's like, dude, just rob a bank or something. Like, this, is not, this is not cool. So it didn't. It did like. And then yeah. So back to like Will Smith not really fitting this role. So the hairpiece is whack. But then. They they kept like it made they made him 
they wanted you to think he was younger or something because it was like, well, Margaret Robbie's probably like 20 years younger than this dude already. <laughs> easy, so that's easy. A little weird. I was like, oh, this would be like a father daughter. Nope, it's like a relationship, right? <laughs> that's weird. Then like the one scene with a with a white bad guys like walking through his room, Margot Robbie's trying to hide, and the old old white man's like, "You millennials, da 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 da," like talking down to Will Smith. I'm like, Will Smith is not a millennial. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, he's probably over there with you. Like, yeah, he's a boomer. And then at the end of the movie, so yeah, this is the spoilers on podcast. At the end of the movie, it's like, oh, the white man's his dad. And I'm like, dude, I know Will, like, you needed a character who you don't know enough about, like, who's maybe a little culturally ambiguous for you to just, like, blow by the point that this old white man is Will Smith's dad. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't, I'm just like, that doesn't compute because I know that's Will Smith. Like, if maybe, was if, it was, maybe if it was Green Mike, I, Green Eyes Mike Eden, maybe. Yeah, and I had yeah, exactly. Green Eyes Mike Ely, but even Green Eyes Mike Ely's too old for this millennial conversation that this dude is having. Like, <laughs> they needed to cast a culturally ambiguous, light-skinned black dude who was like 15 years younger and, and didn't have to have that whack-ass hairpiece. They should have uh, Ryan Gosling killed this role. It, right, so I don't, I don't, somebody, but like, it, I don't know. So it was... It was stupid shit like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I saw it. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. Uh, yeah, so I'm just curious, Malcolm. Please make it good. So my question, was this your first time watching it or did you watch it when it was originally re- released? No, I watched it for the first time on an airplane. And it's like a perfect move. It's a perfect, like, I'm not going to pay to see that in theater, but it's on an airplane. <laughs> Let me check it out. And then you, and it was still like a movie at the time. I was like, that movie was whack. And it was like, I don't ever like judge movies I watch on airplanes because I'm like, whatever, like I didn't pay for it. Like it's just, it's just on there. So for me to st- still distinctly remember that movie being <laughs> whack, even though it was like some, a throwaway on the airplane and then to be like, maybe I'd be too harsh on it because I wanted to be open to it. It's like something I missed something. Maybe that airplane, I was distracted. And I was like, all right, let me really watch this. And I was like, nah, this shit's still whack, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So Malcolm, I please, please I explain. Love, I, I love I love your take, Theo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you brought up some really good points that I really didn't think about. Uh, kind of hard to follow that up, but I mean, I remember seeing it when it, my first impression, whenever I saw it, was uh, whenever I first uh, visited Ma in her um, apartment in Virginia Beach for the first time. Uh, her, myself, and Uncle Lennon went to go see it. So I was kind of already just like hi, because you know, seeing Ma hanging out. Hadn't seen her in a while. So we went to go. We saw it in theaters. And I thought it was fucking sick whenever I first saw it when it came out. Um, Because, I mean, one, I had never seen or heard of Margot Robbie before. And I was like. Oh, for real? Oh, you didn't see Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, I'm going to say right now. This came out before Wolf of Wall Street. No, 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 bro. So I'll tell you right now. That's Look, Wolf of Wall Street came out and she came out killing it. Yeah. And then when she came out in this, then me and Rhonda was like, okay. She gonna be a star, and then her third yeah. thing was being uh the superhero chick. Okay, yeah, being uh yeah um oh girl yeah from the DC comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like still like a year or two after I saw this in Wolf of Wall Street, and I was online and I saw um a like picture of Margot Robbie next to Jamie Presley, and I was like, wait, <laughs> they're different white women. <laughs> I was so like. Oh, that makes so much sense because I just thought Jamie Presley was having a resurgence. I was like, good for her. 
Sure. Dang. But yeah, nah, that's just yeah. Marlboro does look like Jamie Presley. <laughs> Especially when she's an Itanya. Have you seen Itanya? She's an Itanya. Which is I was like, cool. yo, Jamie Presley is coming back. She looked good. She like must have got some some surgery or something. Cause she is slightly different, but it's the same white woman. And then I saw it. I was like, oh. All right, Malcolm, do you even know who Jamie Presley is? Yeah, I mean, Are I you don't do? know if that is a compliment to Jamie Presley or an insult to Margot Robbie, though. But uh, they look a lot alike, but I don't know. I think that they're, I think Margot Robbie's in a different class for sure. Um, but yeah, um, you know, I had to look her up though. Yeah, from uh, uh, um, something about Earl or whatever. You know, what I'm talking about my name. Is, my name is Earl. My name is Earl. Yeah, she was um, in um, uh, the, the 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 high school movie that we all love, Days like, and Confused. Days and Confused. Yeah, she yeah. was really Days young in Days and Confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie Presley. Yep. Days and Confused. We'll cross was she, she was like one of the mean, like, high yeah, school. She, yeah, she was one of the mean girls. So she hung out with like the mean girls. The, yeah, she was one of the hot ones, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I don't know. I thought it was one of my favorite Will Smith performances, personally. I thought it was dope. Um, I, you know, the whole age gap thing was obvious. So I was su- surprised when they were in, ever, um, when they ended up hooking up. I was like, oh, okay, all right, Will Smith. All right. So I was just kind of happy for my boy there. Um, and then, you know, even though there was a lot going on throughout the movie, it just seemed like it was pretty easy to follow because it wasn't like Inception or stuff. Where it's just like Inception was dope, but it's just, it's really hard to follow that. But there's a lot going on here, but I still feel like it was easy to follow like what was going on from scene to scene and all that without like being super locked in. Um, and yeah, that had dope plot twists in the Super Bowl scene. And at the end, um, they, those were, those were, those plot twists are kind of what made the movie for me just cause like, I was like surprised at the end of those. So, you know, all in all, you know, I had a really great first experience with it and I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. So, so the tip to off of that, I'm going to tell you right now, my first experience is 100% related to Malcolm. So I remember being in Chicago riding on the train. I remember riding on the L train and getting a text from Malcolm. And Malcolm saying, yo, Ed, I just saw Focus. It's excellent. I think it's Will Smith's best movie. And I remember kind of <laughs> like, I don't want to say like. Are you fucking I, serious? Yeah. Guys? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love no, 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 no. Check this one out, though. So that's what my response was. I was like, Malcolm. All right, little dude. I was like, <laughs> I was like, have you seen his movies in the 90s? I'm like, and I, was, I remember saying that's a bold statement. Have you seen that's Will Smith's best movie? That's a bold statement, right? So I was kind of like not feeling it. I was like, dude, what you talking about, bro? I'm going to tell you right now. And Rhonda can tell you this right now. I mean, I told the whole situation. I remember coming back home and being like, this nigga Malcolm said, this is the best Will Smith movie. Man, he, he must be tripping, right? So we go see it in the movie theater, bro. I loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah. The first time. Not only did I love it, I still love it, bro. And then on the, on the rewatches, I'm like, I like, I, I, I love this movie. And it seems like this to me. Um, a few Where am I right now? And that's why we do this. That's why we do this, right? Because, hey, we got things in common, but we got different perspectives, right? Okay. I would say here, so I love heist movies, right? It seemed like, in a way, Black Ocean's Eleven, well, not Black Ocean's Eleven, but like Ocean's Eleven starring Will Smith. I like Will Smith and Margot Robbie's chemistry. And me and Ronald will tell you this a lot. We'd be like, they got a lot of chemistry. And they also filmed yeah. the next movie together. We was like, that's what started problems. Yeah, like, yeah, like they got, I mean, they had a lot, a lot of, of chemistry. chemistry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And I just thought it looked cool. I'm sorry, bro. I thought the sh- I th- cinematography, 
I thought the shots in New York were cool. I thought the shots in New Orleans were very cool. And I thought the shots in Argentina were very cool. And then the last note, I will say this, yo, so I just turned 40. I'm trying to be in shape like you two fellas. But man, look, uh, Rhonda called me on out that I pretty much tried to act like Hitch when I was in my 20s. But yo, I mean, I remember watching that movie and literally telling Rhonda, I was like, dang, Will Smith is in shape for being in his 40s. Oh, I'm going to be like, like that when I'm in my 40s, so. I think that's I am legend too, man. Yeah. And so, yeah, if if I'm funny here or not, yo, if I'm in shape in my 40s, how Will Smith was, yo, I feel like I'm doing good. So I'm glad that we're going to discuss this. And we'll go to the next point, discussing some of our uh, best or funniest episodes. But my first impression was this was, was I remember Malcolm is one who put me on this. And I was like, you got to be tripping. This (laughs) can't be his best Will Smith movie. And when I came out of it, definitely, I'm not going to say it was his best Will Smith movie, but. It was the best Will Smith movie I had seen in a very long time. Here I say a decade. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's one of my top, it's one of my favorites. And it's one of the reasons why uh, <laughs> I encourage us to discuss it on here uh, this week. So, uh, <clears throat> so who would like to start on discussing their best or funniest scene? I just got a real quick side note. J- y'all yeah. are wrong, man. Jamie Presley was not in Dazed and Confused. I knew y'all didn't know what the fuck you were talking about, but you can start the uh, I mean, but she seemed like she could be, though. She could be. I've seen that movie. Oh, like, oh, 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 no, 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 no. She was in Can't Hardly Wait. Bam! Yeah, she that's was in Can't Hardly Wait. She was yeah. in Can't Hardly Wait. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy that we both thought of the same movie, though. Because I was like, maybe it's not. I think I got her and Parker Posey mixed up. Um, Easy? Oh, yeah. I mean, because, like, they're all in, like, those the 90s girls, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you got the one other, Joey Lawrence Adams. You know what I mean? She was the mm-hmm. one with the high voice. He was in uh, Big Daddy, uh, Chasing Amy, Dazing and Fused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. we, only got, we only got about... So what about the big con? Oh, you mean the one where we make so much money? We have a deal. $24 million. You're very hard for me to find. But I have something that can end with you being very rich. Or very dead. Are you in or out? I'm in. I swear I've got three lives balanced on my head like stick knives. This is a game of focus. Codes, documentation, and analysis. 48 hours. I can't tell you the truth about my disguise. What are you doing with him? You don't know me, remember? If it brings me to my knees. He's on to us. 18 more minutes, so... Yeah, favorite scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a Super Bowl scene. And how about you tell us your, your favorite scene and your favorite actor? All right, bet. Yeah, so, yeah, my favorite scene was the Super Bowl scene. My heart was beating out of my chest uh, the entire time I was watching that scene. And, like, you know, I was confused because uh, Will Smith, like, you know, Mello, the character he's playing, like, he was acting out of character and it seemed like they were setting it up it was like oh man he's got like a gambling addiction yeah exactly yeah Yeah. an idiot right now what's going on so whenever they twisted it you know at the end he came out on top you know i was like i was really surprised i really like how they kind of orchestrated that whole scene and how it like you know escalated and the ultimate climax and all that and how they explain how they were with the psychology like that part right there with the whole like psychology and stuff like that like that's why like it was parts like that that I really liked in the movie. And then 
Um, you know, my big, my breakout star was probably, uh, yeah, it was Margot Robbie. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was my first time seeing her or anything. I really enjoyed her performance performance in this, you know, like, yeah, like I was saying before, she was drop dead gorgeous in this film. And I just thought she was like crazy stunning. And then, yeah, like, yeah, just to go back to what we were talking about before, before her and Will Smith had crazy chemistry. Um, it seemed like they were actually in love with each other and not just <laughs> acting. And I got Tom Holland's Zendaya vibes. I got Tom Holland's Zendaya vibes. And, you know, I was wondering if this, like, took a toll on Will and Jada's, Jada's marriage because, you know, I'm sure Jada got had to be at least a little jealous. So, like, you know, with a woman, like, what, 10, 20 years younger than her, too? So, yeah. So, yeah, that's, 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 that's me. What about you, Theo? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I would say that definitely I would say my favorite scene is the uh, Super Bowl scene. But I guess thinking about maybe like a different scene to touch on. Um, it was dope. The end, the end at the plot twist, the end was real good. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was just, I don't know. I was like, oh, uh, I. There was, I just wanted to know more about the characters. So I guess that's like my biggest thing. It's like, I'm, they just felt, it felt like it was moving so fast that I didn't get to understand like who Nikki was or like how the relationship uh, progressed. You know, mm-hmm. What if you think, what if this would have been hypothetical? <clears throat> With you saying that, what if it would instead been a six part miniseries on HBO or Netflix and they were able to kind of get a little bit deeper? You kind of like, oh, I still ain't interested or. Yeah, I mean, I also just feel like the cheesiness of the whole, like, the, like, narrating, like, this is what we're doing, and, like, the elaborateness of this. I mean, I guess is maybe I'm just naive, and there's, like, this fucking underground, like, watch-snatching, <laughs> wallet-snatching <laughs> that I, like, it just was, like, hard for me to, like, believe or really, like, be like, damn, these are some smart people, because I was like, this is... This feels like some petty shit. And even towards the end, like that didn't even make sense to me, the ending. Cause it was, was, was she really like the whole time just trying to be with homies so she could get like a roll as an expensive ass watch off him? Because like she could have done that at any point. She was snatching shit all the time. Why would she not have been able to, cause she had to get into his room to get the watch? Like that, 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 that whole like oh i was just his his fake girlfriend this whole time to steal an expensive watch so i thought that, I thought that was super cool though i thought that was super cool and i did not see that coming because nikki was like no look i was doing all this and you know what she's my girlfriend and i love her and then it comes on out she's like and the dude's like yeah man she's just a race car like skank yeah. <laughs> i i, I kind of even forgot that so i thought that was kind of cool how that was like i don't know i feel like i didn't see that coming Oh yeah, no, that was that was funny. His perspective on it, but like her whole motivation for being <laughs> was a watch. <laughs> he was like, he was like, chick, you still want these watch shit? Like you ain't right. like upgraded, like. <laughs> and I'm like, and to me, I'm just like, well, what? <laughs> I yeah. So you still you still watch hustler in Britain's <laughs> office? That's like you she's not living there. She's paying for Airbnb, she's staying in a hotel so that she can like. Just for a watch, dude, and get a watch. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. 
like she could get a, I don't know. She could con her way into just a really well-paying job. If she could do that, she could doctor up a resume. So that's one thing, <laughs> thing I don't like sometimes. It's like, hey, I, I hate sometimes when like in these movies that they like ignore the fact that these movie stars look like movie stars. And it's like, hey, Margot Robbie, you look like Margot Robbie. So you know what? <laughs> Maybe you can kind of figure out. Yeah, it's like you can figure out a lot of ways to survive without besides watch uh stealing watches because you look like Marvel <laughs> Roby. <laughs> That's not your only opportunity in life. <laughs> you, yeah. can, you had you had a few other blessings. Yeah. What about uh so yeah, I don't know. The the ending was uh more confusing, but my favorite scene was definitely Super Bowl scene. And I I agree as well. Like I think Margot Roby. Robbie, Roby, Margo. I think, I think I think it's Roby. Roby, Margo, Roby. Uh, yeah, she was like the breakout star for this, for sure. Like this, like kind of sealed her as like an A-list celebrity. It was like it did. the one-two punch. I think like it did. Like, oh, it did. you did a Leo movie. Oh, now you're doing a Will Smith movie. Yeah. All yeah. right, now we gonna get you in the in the yeah you're exactly the right DC universe. Yeah, you're right. Good. Good so. Um, she's yeah. super young she's australian but you're exactly right they're like oh you held it with leo you held it with will all right cool let's put you in dc and honestly i feel like she like killed it in dc and stuff and they gave her own movie and stuff so it's like i think she's going to be a thing so um <clears throat> if i was going to say my quick uh you know I, I did a few different ones i think obviously the best ep- the best scene is the super bowl scene uh, i think everybody's in consensus on that <laughs> If I was going to say any, some other ones I thought were pretty good, I enjoyed the opening scene. I enjoyed New York. I enjoyed the beginning and the end. So New York in particular, I don't know. I thought it was sexy, their date. I think you see their chemistry. And then I thought it was funny when, like, he takes her up to the room and the dude tries to, uh, uh, you know, rob him. And then it gets all funny. And then they go on the second date. And then once they go, the second date is pretty much him like teaching her how to be a pickpocket and stuff. And he tells about the dad. So I don't know. I just thought it was cool. I enjoyed it as a as a as a, a viewer and just cinematically. I just really love how the entire movie looks. Um, breakout stars. I'm not gonna say breakout stars, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit more. But <clears throat> I'm gonna talk about two of the Latin men, uh, in particular, Adrian Martinez, who we're gonna do a spotlight yeah, on. I really, I really enjoyed him. And I want to talk about him in the spotlight, but I've done some uh, research on him. Yo, man, I, I really like this dude. I really like him. I think we're going to see a lot more of him. But I, I really enjoyed uh, Adrian Martinez, who was like the heavy set brother who was his sidekick. And then um, if there's going to be one other thing, though, I, I enjoyed Rodrigo Santoro. So Rodrigo Santoro was um, the, the Latin dude who was the race car rich guy that was supposed to be her um, dude, uh, her boyfriend. So. All right. So wait. Okay. So did Will Smith's dad like learn Formula One and like work his way up through like the ranks to become like the side man of like the leading Formula One like guy or something? Like how did how long of a game plan was this? (laughs) Well, so first of all, how long of a game plan and how much money you make out of it, right? So one, I feel like in the end. They showed that Will did not only get a big bag of money from this race car drivers. Remember, in the end, he like goes to a whole bunch of all the race yeah. car drivers and gets yeah. a whole big bag of money. So I gotta be honest. I don't know. I think they lay the groundwork within the first scene when she says, "Like, yo, 
my grandfather was a hustler. My father is a hustler. This is what we do. And we're the best in the game. So, yeah, it was a long game. And they said it took a few years. But one, <laughs> it seemed like they made money out of it. But I'm like, if Will Smith could get to this area that he's in Buenos Aires talking to this guy. Yeah, I think his dad, who's like an ultimate hustler, who knows how to like, you know, get in where he can fit in and stuff. I think I think it's viable and stuff. So okay, but but but, but I, I do feel you on this though. I do feel you on this. As in, yeah, Will Smith is relatively light skinned, and maybe he could look like he have a. You know, what? actually, I'm not gonna say that. Have y'all never heard of adoption? No, they come on, man. They, no, they, 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 they didn't even address. They could have brought that up. They could have easily brought that up. They could have easily they brought that up. That's one sentence. That's one sentence. That's one line. Why right. that's one line? You don't even need a sentence. Implied. It's a white. I, I just, I just don't like when I just don't like when Hollywood be like they be like, oh well, he's not super dark skinned, so he could be mixed. I'm like, no, it don't work like that. <laughs> You can yeah. look mixed or you can look light skinned and it's not the same thing. And so. Literally, like it, which is uh, ironically the, the whole plot of another Will Smith movie, Made in America. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we wrap, we're getting close. So I'm going to say this. Uh, how about you guys let me know? You, and I hope y'all remember, I gave y'all a reminder and we had plenty of time to prepare. <laughs> do y'all have uh, any 2022 uh, recast recommendations? And if you do, why don't you also maybe let you know if you give us a two thumbs up, one thumbs up, or two thumbs down. Who wants to go first? Uh, hard two thumbs down. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. <laughs> hard. Hard. Okay. You, you, said two thumbs, you said hard two thumbs down. As in, like, you ain't going to watch this ever again. Uh, yeah, probably not. Okay. Uh, okay. Wow, yeah. I find that interesting because, like, me and fucking Malcolm, well, I can't speak for Malcolm, but I fucking love this movie. Yeah, it's a bomb. Yeah, you I want to say that this is your least favorite movie that we've reviewed? Um, he said hard two thumbs down. Yeah, like that before. <laughs> I mean, Bruce, it had to be better than Bruce. I guess I feel like I just need. To, maybe it's just because I know I need to balance this out because I don't want like I don't want people to think that this is like come to this podcast and think that it was like a resounding yes for focus. So I would <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm balancing, I'm balancing it out. Um, it was but, like, if I don't put my name on this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if I were to like, I mean, one, it would be ridiculous if it was like, Hey, you guys remember focus from seven years ago, let's remake it. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I would like, but if there, I wouldn't recast anybody except for Will Smith. Because he's way too old to be playing Margot Werby's counterpart and like being talked down to like he's a millennial. So I would recast him as Alfred Enoch. Um, he's an actor I saw on uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, that um, dude. Yeah, he yeah. was in um, Harry Potter's too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was in the Harry Potter's. He's like... I don't know. Like, I, he looks like he could maybe be the son of like a white man. Yeah, <laughs> that's like kind of, that's kind of the biggest. I was like, he looks like he's got something white in it. So he's like, British, and that's kind of that's kind of like how he's. That's had. their thing. <laughs> As in, yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah, he, uh, yeah. He, he, so he was a token black dude in uh in Harry Potter. Yeah, there you go. So um, yeah, maybe we try him. Uh, but Margot Robbie, I guess I don't. I feel like at this point. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would. She'd be like, "No, I'm too big for this movie now." So I would. I would be like, "All right, Jamie Presley." I want to make bootleg focus with Alfred Enoch and Jamie Presley. <laughs> bootleg focus. Hey, check it though. Hey, dude, dude, Theo, Theo. I don't know if I need to send you this article. So, uh, Pixar. I've been seeing a lot of Pixar articles um, because I'm a big fan of Buzz Lightyear that's coming out this week. Oh, that's gonna be and yeah, and um, I don't know if one article I sent you was this. Uh, there's actually a movie called Reckon. There's a real life movie that's a remake of Ratatouille, but instead of a person, a chef with a rat on top of his head, it's a real life person. It's a real life movie with a raccoon on top of his head. It's, <laughs> it's not. Called, a... It's called Reckon. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> Dude, that's that's a joke from the movie. It's a joke. Oh, okay. Y'all should watch everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, it's, oh, that's what it is. Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, that movie is ridiculous. It's crazy because it's so like recommended. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of got. You got, did you ever see Kung Fu Hustle? Yeah. No, I haven't. Okay. Well, it's like it's like a weird kung or like martial arts comedy sci-fi multiverse uh movie. i got you you think me and ronda would enjoy it or you don't know if it's uh, or not. i don't i don't know i, don't I got know. you ronda, different. Ronda into like the superhero like genre i guess marvel like, marvel marvel yeah i mean we'll do yeah. marvel. it's it's pretty crazy um but it did really well and cr- side note sorry i know we're deterring a little bit but side note the little dude from goonies and Indiana Jones uh, stars in it. He's in it. And it's like what? the first in like, what? yeah. And he's like a badass in it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. no, I love that because I gotta be honest, dude. In hindsight, that was kind of like, I don't say racist, but it was kind of like, I feel like those roles back in the day of like, it was like, oh, it's a Chinese dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, oh, that's yeah. Why, and I feel like now, you, what I'm hearing is like he comes in here, he's a badass. That's what I want to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, he's st- like, it's weird. You got to see. He it. was kind of like the. I hate to say he was kind of like again. I've seen a lot of token black characters. <laughs> he yeah. was kind of like the token Asian character of the '80s, which they yeah. would do a lot. Yeah, like the. Like, Asian. Before did point out who was it pointed out? It was like, but he was low key like the only useful character in Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> It, the movie should have been about him like all these basic ass white kids and he's over here like making useful inventions Damn. <laughs> and that and i was like oh it's, it's zola um so but yeah that's what i got and and obviously two thumbs up two thumbs up for this i love it that was great uh, eddie did you see zola by the way yes you put me on that. it brother and I loved it. And we, you, you put us <laughs> actually. <laughs> Rhonda had a, she had a comment. And she's like, mm, I can see why you like this. My, <laughs> 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 like, ain't that ratchet. <laughs> All right. So wrapping on up. Uh, here's my clip things. Um, <clears throat> I actually like my 2022 recast. So check it. Instead of Will Smith, Lorenz Tate. Instead of Margot Robbie. Scarlett Johansson. Instead of the heavy set guy, Adrian Martinez, Michael Pena. All right. Sounds like Theo ain't feeling me. I think this is a good movie. I would like to watch this movie. I would like to watch Focus Star and Lorenz Tate, 
Scarlett Johansson, Michael Pena. Oh, and then the dad. Who do I have as a dad? Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my cast. As in, I would like to watch Focus, the same plot, or Focus, the uh, the sequel, starring Lorenz Tate as a as a cool, smooth hustler, as Scarlett Johansson as like the 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 girl coming on up, and Michael Pena as a sidekick. And I give this uh, <clears throat> two thumbs up. I enjoy it and stuff, but I very much so. I ain't gonna try to push any other folks on it. Um, so Theo, I very, I'm very, very actually glad that you you told us your perspective on this and shared it with us because one, I ain't gonna push this movie on people. I enjoy it, but um, as the numbers show, it's not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Before we go into the spotlight, um, is there anything else that any, any guys want to share, you know, or any comments you guys want to get off your chest in regards to this movie or experience or whatever have you? I just can't believe you had Lorenz Tate old ass trying to play. I, I don't understand that decision. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was like it, it's like is Lorenz Tate old? Like Y'all think Lorenz Tate is old? Like, wait, wait. I mean, wait, he's forty six. He's forty six. But he's forty six. Yeah. Um, He's younger than Will. Yeah, no, definitely. I just don't understand, like, it's like literally, that's the casting if you can't afford any of the actors that were in the movie. It's like, <laughs> you can't afford Will Smith? So, All right, what is Lorenz Tate asking? I guess I'm going to be thinking this. What would Eddie and Ronda want to sit and watch on a Friday night? And I'll tell you right now, I thought the movie was cool. I thought the movie looked, I thought the movie was sexy. So I love uh, a sexy movie that has like, and I, and I also love the um, the whole heist part of it and stuff. So, and maybe I'm showing my age, but I fucking grew up on Lorenz Tate. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's where I'm coming from. from uh, so, but um, um, about to do the deep dive on uh, on my man Adrian Gonzalez. And we'll take a quick break. But before we do that, do you guys got anything else you want to share going to this? Nah, nah. Um, I think, think we got it covered. We're I done. got something. We done, we're done with Will Smith, right? Yeah, we're Ooh. done with Will Smith. And you guys give me uh, 15 <laughs> seconds. I'll say this. We're finishing up our second season. I appreciate you guys. Uh, we all doing this together. Um, hey, we did a deep dive on Will Smith, right? Next season. Uh, Malcolm's got to set up for Regina Hall, which we're going to be doing in a couple weeks, which I really look forward to. So, uh, but if we're going to do a, a quick recap on this before we uh, go into Adrian um, Gonzalez doing this deep dive, is um, <clears throat> you know, hey, Will Smith, it's been an interesting uh, past two or three months, and um, I'm interested to see these next two or three years is going to uh, show for him. Uh, but um, with that, we're going to take a quick break and come back and do a deep dive on, on Adrian Gonzalez. Thanks so much. You might be one of the best I've ever seen. Who's the girl? Her name is Jess. She's our intern. You hitting that? Hi, I'm right here. No, Farhad, I'm not hitting that. You should hit that. Okay, so um, we're at the part of the episode, as we like to try to do on every episode. Uh, What we try to do is try to spotlight. people of color um, in the film and entertainment industry and highlight their entry points into the film and entertainment industry. 
And on this episode, we decided to focus on the career of Adrian Martinez. And I um I'm embarrassed and I apologize. I think uh, a couple of times earlier in the podcast, I may have said Gonzalez. I apologize about that. Um, but again, we want to recognize the great work of the actor Adrian Martinez, who plays Farhad um, inside of the film. Um, just quick background info on him. He was born January 20th in New York City. Uh, he was born in the great city of New York, just like our father. Um, and his uh, entry point into the industry was uh, he had an acting debut that was in 1993 as a track star on America's Most Wanted. Um, from then on, he started to do a lot of work in the theater, and he was actually a member of the Labyrinth Theater Company um, inside of New York, which was just kind of a, um, a kind of a repertory theater tour where a lot of actors um, acted together. Some of the it was actually founded by Philip Seymour Hoffman, and some of the other notable members are Ethan Hawke. Bobby Cannavelli, Chris Rock, Sam Rockwell, um, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., and Michael Shannon. So some pretty uh, prominent uh, actors and actresses that come out of the, that, that uh, theater company. And he's been in multiple TV and film roles. And he's actually been referred to as the sidekick to the stars due to um, the numerous roles he's had playing sidekicks to stars, including this one, Focus. So just a quick rundown of uh, his IMDb overview. Um, he's been in A Perfect Murder, um, films, um, A Perfect Murder, Taxi, The Interpreter, Righteous Kill, Taking of Pelham 123, starred uh, John Travolta and Denzel, Cop Out, Kick-Ass, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, Casa de Mi Padre with Will Ferrell, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, um, American Hustle, the Amazing Spider-Man 2, Focus, Sisters, Office Christmas Party, Lady and the Tramp, and he's recently directed and starred in I, Gilbert, which um, he got a lot of praise for um, on the film festival circuit. TV, again, he's, if you've seen it, he's been in America's Most Wanted, NYPD Blue, The Sopranos, Sex in the City, Law and Order, Flight of the Concords, How to Make It in America, Louis. Gotham, Inside Amy Schumer, The Blacklist, and Curb Your Enthusiasm. So um, he's been pretty well accomplished. I really actually liked him a lot inside of uh, inside of Focus. And looks like he's actually got a, a bright uh, future ahead of him. Um, he's got actually, if you want to look and see what he's got um, in lined up in the future, two films in particular that I actually found pretty interesting. One is called Renfield, uh, which is actually starring Nicolas Cage. And the IMDb description. IMB description is Dracula's henchman and inmate at the lunatic assignment asylum. So it's going to be pretty interesting starring Aquafina, Ben Schwartz, Nicholas Cage, um, Nicholas Holt. And again, of course, Adrian Martinez. And he also has another film that should be coming out next year, which is titled Unfrosted. And I uh, did a little bit of uh, quick research on this. This is actually um, directed by Jerry Seinfeld, and it's pretty much the Pop-Tart story. Um, the IMB description says, Michigan 1963, business rivals Kellogg's and Post compete to create a cake that could change breakfast forever. So um, this should be pretty interesting. Again, it's starring Melissa McCarthy, James Marsden, Rachel Harris, Christian Slater, Hugh Grant, um, and Jerry Seinfeld, of course. So it should be a pretty interesting cast, uh, even Amy Schumer. So really looking forward to seeing that as well. But again, really wanted to uh, highlight uh, Adrian Martinez. I thought he was pretty good inside of this role. Looks like he's got uh, a lot of other uh, future roles lined on up. 
And uh, I hope to see so much more of this brother. So uh, this is the last person that we're recapping of the season. And this is actually the end of our second season. So again, want to thank everyone who has uh, listened to us uh, through these first 20 episodes. We're going to be taking a very, very brief break, uh, brief break, but we'll soon be returning here in a few weeks with season three. And I think that we decided that we're going to be focusing on the career of Regina Hall. So thank you so much. And we'll see you here very shortly. Bye bye.